Charmers, hey Charmers, welcome into another episode of Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. I'm so glad you guys are back. Come on in, kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Thank you guys so much for your patience with me. I actually recently overcame a little cold, but I'm feeling so much better now. I hope you are well wherever you are when you're listening to this. I hope you have some infused water, something to hydrate yourself, some sexy libations. Today I'm actually just having some pH water, balanced water with chlorophyll, a couple chlorophyll drops, and some watermelon juice that I made um, with, I want to say, a couple shots of ashwagandha and moraga um, liquid as well. So just a little concoction just to help enhance the mood and put some vitamins and some veggies and some um, just some good yummy stuff in my system. So I'm feeling really good y'all. Come on in, come on in, come on in. For those of you who are coming back, thank you so much for returning. And for those of you who are new, go ahead and share this podcast, whether you're new or returning with someone that you care about, someone that you love, someone that you know this is going to resonate with, or the person that just pops in your brain right now, that person right there, go ahead and share this podcast with them, send them a text, um, tag them in it, however it works for you best, go ahead and share it with them because this message needs to go ahead and get out. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. This Charm School podcast is a podcast for modern boss babes. Where here we talk about femininity, spirituality, and sensuality. And femininity, there's a lot of conversation around that right now um, in our juicy, juicy um, social environments. But I really try to go past the layers of femininity into feminine energy. What's the difference? Feminine energy, femininity, excuse me is really just the actions and the behaviors. You know, anyone can go out and buy bright colored clothes and make sure their hair and nails are done. And anyone can put on the actions of being feminine in terms of enhancing their femininity. But feminine energy really is tied to what we really talk about here in this podcast. It's tied to an energy. It's tied to an aura. It's tied to the work that you have to put in on yourself. It's tied to high level self-love not just self-love, but high-level self-love. Feminine energy is tied to being tapped in to a spiritual practice, being tapped in to God, being connected. Uh, Feminine energy is so many different layers. It's beyond the physical actions of grooming, and it really taps into an energetic field, a state of being, not a state of doing. And so that's what we really get into here in Miss Charm School Podcast. It's really for modern boss babes, who've kind of lost touch with their feminine energy, not just femininity, but their feminine energy, and women who've lost touch with their sensuality or never explored their sensuality, and then women who also have are out of touch or need to tune up or strengthen their spiritual muscles as well. We get into all that here. And for those of you who have been here for a while, you know that I also like to explain Miss Charm School Podcast is a place for women in transition, women who are transitioning out of their womanhood into their queendom. Now, what does that mean? 
when you're in your womanhood, you're really in your single season. As my mother says, you can eat and break the plate. Um, it's really me season where you are walking through life, learning the life lessons that really impact yourself. Um, and we get into a lot of the womanhood aspects of life here on the podcast. But when you get elevated into your queendom, your decisions no longer affect yourself. Your decisions affect your family members. They affect uh, the people who have been assigned to work under you and your work uh, or your place of employment. Or if you are an entrepreneur and you are expanding to hire staff, um, you could be a caretaker of a parent. You could be entering into engagement or married. You could have children or getting ready to birth children. And to me, these are God's spiritual assignments of elevation for you to practice being in your queendom. Now, there are plenty of people who are in elevated positions who are 100% in their womanhood. They're not in their queendom, but that is the work here that we talk about a lot on this podcast, how to be an excellent queen, how to put on the clothes of a queen, walk in the room, have the presence, the aura, the energy, the feminine energy be tapped into spirit so that you know how to lead the people who have been gifted underneath your care and your sensuality as well for your own uh, self-exploration, your own personal fulfillment so that your cup or tub runs over, but then also for your intimacy um, with self, with God, and then also with your partner is critically important that you know thyself. <laughs> and so that's a mouthful, but these are the things that we talk about here on this podcast. So we do get deep at times. Um, and I'm just so happy that you're here. So again, thank you so much. I want to jump right in with today's episode because it's quite a lot and I am going to do my best to explain this to you. But today's topic, we are talking about the F word. Mm -hmm. We are talking about the F word and what I mean is forgiveness. <laughs> forgiveness, forgive, 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 forgive. And this is a practice that I've returned to. This is my third time um, really practicing a five-step forgiveness process. And I really want to walk you guys through this. This is one of those episodes where a pen and a paper would be useful. Um, you might have to stop, pause, and come back to it. This is probably a podcast that you are going to come back to multiple times over simply because I come back to this multiple times over. Uh, forgiveness is an ongoing process. And actually, I just read um, something right now in Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Um, I believe, yeah, Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And it was just for my personal. It wasn't really for the podcast, but I was just reading it for myself. And it talked about judging others. And when you judge others, you condemn yourself. You judge yourself. And it reminded me of the Lord's Prayer when in the Lord's Prayer, there's a section that says, um, you ask God for forgiveness as you forgive me, like, and forgive my debts as I forgive those, my debtors, which basically means like, forgive my debts, the things that are charged to me, as I forgive those who I've charged debts against. And another way to explain that is forgive me <laughs> for, for things as I forgive others. And that's a part that we kind of run over in the Lord's Prayer um, that I feel like was backed up in Romans chapter 2 when it talked about judging and condemning others, you judge and condemn yourself. It's kind of the same sentiment in different language 
from the Lord's Prayer. And so what that ultimately means for those of you who are like, okay, Sunday, I hear you, but what the hell does that mean? It simply means that um, forgiveness is really freeing yourself. And we know that floats around in our culture a lot and we logically understand it, but we don't really have a gut revelation of how forgiveness works. When you forgive others and you genuinely let it go, you allow yourself to walk in a greater level of forgiveness. When you release other people from the debts that they owe you, well, she owes me for this and he owes me for that. And I'll never let him talk to me again. I'll never let her talk to me again. I'll net like when you're holding that level of debt energy towards someone, just know that someone's holding that level of debt energy towards you spiritually. And you can say that you don't care, but the reality is when you want to be in your queendom, you're going to have to learn to forgive. It's critically important. It's not just in your queendom. This is really a lesson for womanhood, but many of us skip over this lesson in womanhood. And so I'm going to break down a five-step forgiveness process. And this process is very deep. This is not just like if you've listened to A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, who studied um, A Course in Miracles. She talks a lot about forgiveness as well. And she has a section in her book on forgiveness and forgiveness being healing for you and freeing for you. It's not for the other person. Um, and she breaks down forgiveness simply as, you know, I forgive, mention the person's name, and I release them to the Holy Spirit. So for single ladies listening or single men that are listening and you go out on a date with someone and they flake on you or they're just trash or, you know, you find yourself angry or upset at someone, you can simply say to yourself, person's name I forgive you and I release you to the Holy Spirit and sometimes you have to keep saying it over and over like a mantra um, so you can really get a grip of it <laughs> and you definitely for those of you who are listening who are in a covenant marriage 1000% you need to constantly be in a place of forgiveness with your spouse there my brother um, helped share my brother explained something to me before, just in the dynamic of our relationship as brother and sister, as siblings. One time I was upset about something and I have a tendency when I'm upset to not bring my voice forward and just kind of like get a little bit quiet. That's little girl behavior. Okay. I'm calling myself out. All right. And when we as women decide that we're going to give the silent treatment or go quiet, it's immature, period, point blank. It's immature. And so my brother was helping me realize this. <laughs> and um, I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, he's not listening. So I'm done talking. And he ended up stopping and he just turned to me and he said, hey, Sunday, um, I kind of noticed that you're like shutting down right now. And I learned in my relationship that, you know, when people shut down, it's not that they really forget, forgave and let it go they're holding on to it and it's going to build. And he was like, as a Christian, you know, God has really showed me like, do not allow others to build an offense. Like it's not healthy to build an offense. And what he means by that is like building a case. Okay. This evidence on this day, you did this, this evidence on this day, you did this, <laughs> this evidence on this day, you did this. And by strike five, I'm done. And so he was basically telling me from his love relationships, he's learned that it's not healthy to allow space for people to build an offense against you. And so he was basically saying like, 
whatever it is, Sunday, you know, talk to me about it so we can just kind of resolve it. And sometimes having those conversations where you have to stand in your truth and own your feelings and your emotions are uncomfortable. Some people are better at, you know, being expressive about, hey, this hurt my feelings or this bothered me or this made me uncomfortable. Some people are better at um, and more confident in standing in those feelings and emotions. Someone like me, I'm not, you know, I rather I have to kind of really feel safe to trust that I can go there with you to really share my feelings and my opinions. And I'm so protective about that safety that oftentimes most people I feel like "Mm, they can't really handle my feelings and my emotions because I handle my feelings with so much care. I don't trust other people to handle my feelings with the level of care that I handle my own. Like, I don't appreciate when people brush past my feeling like, oh, that's not that important. That's not that serious. Like, okay, that I just mentally tell myself, "Mm, you'll never you'll never see that side of me again. Like, you know, and I know that, again, this is a podcast for modern boss babes. I know that there are men that listen as well. So I know many of these lessons resonate with you guys as well and help you in your relationships. Or if you're raising daughters, help you understand your daughter, help you understand your spouse. So again, thank you guys for being here. I don't take it for granted. I appreciate all y'all for showing up. But um, there are some women out there like me who are just like, mm, you ain't listening. I'm not speaking. <laughs> oh, you br- you brush past my feelings. Mm, okay, I'm not doing that again with you. You know, some of us are uh, less gracious. <laughs> but uh, what I'm learning is that level of judgment that I can pass off on others, I really pass off on myself. I have a very low patience with my own feelings and my own emotions. I feel uncomfortable sitting in my feelings at times. I feel uncomfortable even acknowledging or feeling my feelings at times. So um, I think the scriptures are very true with that. Like if you pass judgment off others, you're usually passing the same judgment off on yourself. And it's a mirrored. That's another way to explain it. You're having a mirror experience. And so (laughs) since we don't take any classes in college or high school really on relationships, this is a space with this podcast, like our relationships with others, your friends, your coworkers, your siblings, your love relationships, romantic relationships. Every single one of us on the planet have relationships unless you're an island and if you know there's a saying that's like no man is an island it's not healthy for you to be isolated like that like we all are dealing with people but we don't really take the time to work on ourselves when it comes to dealing with people so that we can be the best version of ourselves the most healed version of ourselves the most capable version of ourselves the most patient version of ourselves and that starts with giving the gift of it to you first And this is why forgiveness is so important because forgiveness is really for you. And when you can learn how to have a greater level of forgiveness for yourself and then extend that level of forgiveness to others, you free yourself to have people forgive you as well. Like it's a mirrored, for whatever reason, spiritually, if you can think of it like a spiritual law, When you really get a good grip on this and you get in the gym and you start exercising forgiveness and you get strong at it and you get good at it, right? It's like a back bend. When you first do it, you're like, oh my God. But the more you keep doing it, the more flexible you get. So the more you practice forgiveness, the more flexible you become at extending forgiveness first to yourself and then to others. And when you can do that, the greater measure of forgiveness is extended to you. All right? 
All right, cool. So let's get into this five-step process of forgiveness. All right. So I want you guys to go ahead and identify. We're going to work with five different people. And again, this is something that you're going to have to probably stop, write down, come back to. So grab your pen and paper and flow with me. Um, I'm not going to allow. So the exercise that I'm going to share with you guys, it's requested and recommended that you have 90 minutes of uninterrupted time to actually do the exercise. Uninterrupted time. Okay, so you shouldn't be getting up, walking around. Like if you really want to be serious and you really want to get free. I'll tell you some of the other benefits as well, like um, before I really break it down. So like with the forgiveness process, this five step forgiveness process, specifically with your love relationships, this does a very deep, deep, like childhood wound level healing that allows you to experience more fulfillment and more love in your love relationship with your partner. Okay, all of us want to experience more joy, more love in our relationships with others. But sometimes we're walking around with such deep hidden, because oftentimes we don't know. Sometimes we're walking around with such deep hidden unforgiveness that um, it limits our capacity and our cup to be able to receive good from others because we're harboring stuff already in our cup that we just need to clean out. Think of like a dirty coffee cup, right? Like there's grinds in the bottom of the cup. The cup is black. It smells like the last hazelnut coffee that you made, right? Or if you're a smoothie person and you like green smoothies and you have a cup that you had a smoothie in, right? Like it's crusted over. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just nasty in there. Now you may have drank 80% of the smoothie or 80% of the coffee, but it still needs to be cleaned out. There's residue. And forgiveness and doing active forgiveness and having an active forgiveness process helps you to go ahead and clean out that cup so that when you get ready to fill it up with something fresh, there's no residue from the past, right? There's no lingering taste from the past and you can enjoy something new and fresh. And again, when I say forgiveness process, it is a process. It's just that. This is not a one-time event. Forgiveness is ongoing. Sometimes we have never really truly engaged in a forgiveness process, and so there's layers. And so it's recommended that you have 90 minutes of uninterrupted time to do this exercise. And it's recommended that you return to this exercise every six months so that you can really kind of chip at the layers that might be underneath the surface. And I'll give you my own testimony really quickly before I jump back in. I've been returning to it. Um, I did it three months ago, and now I just recently did it this week, three months later. And I had a whole new level, and I'm working with some of the same names <laughs> of people. And I had a whole new level of revelation of forgiveness areas in, in specifically dealing with these people. So I didn't even wait those six months. It was on my heart to do it again. And um, I had my own level of additional breakthrough and freedom. I also think for women, sorry, I keep saying I'm going to jump back into it, but this just popped in my brain. I also think for women, sometimes um, those of us who are, um, who swallow our voice and maybe are not as like emotionally expressive, I think that at times we can reach for, if you resonate with that, when you feel a lack of nurturing 
from someone else, you can reach towards what nurtures you. And sometimes for people, that's alcohol, that's drugs. For sometimes people, that's food. And I think there are some women who um, are not loud and emotionally like a chihuahua (laughs) in how they deal with their feelings. And I think those women, to me, are... um, Particularly, I really want to address this to you as well, because we have a tendency, myself included, to reach for things to consume, to try to fill the void of the lack of nurturing that we may be experiencing outwardly. I hope that makes sense. And so people can reach for sex, they can reach for food, they can reach for drugs, they can reach for alcohol, they can reach for something that they take into their body to try to fill the hole of the lack of nurturing that they're experience, experiencing in some aspect of their life. And women can put on weight. Our bodies store things. We are the incubators of life. And so we can cultivate things. We can be brooding anger. We can be brooding rage. We can be growing rage for nine months like a child. We can be growing hatred, you know, um, And those are very real things that we may not express outside, but it'll show up on your body, okay? And so that's another reason why this is so important. That's another reason why this is just so important to um, engage in, okay? So here we go. I want you to pick five names, all right? The first name on that list needs to be you, so write your name down. The second name on that list needs to be your father. Write his name down. The third name on that list needs to be your mother. Write her name down. And the last two people on that list can be whoever you want them to be. An old former best friend, a past lover, your husband, um... Whoever it is that you, it's not that hard. Your body will tell you and bring to your face the person, the the last two names. Like, okay, you need to deal with this and you need to do with that. Just trust it. Don't overanalyze it. Don't overthink it. The first two people that pop into your head are probably the people that your body's like, look, I'm done carrying this. Okay, these two, put their names down. (laughs) All right. All right. And I also want to say that The name could also be someone you don't know. So for example, this last time I did the forgiveness process, I wrote down the name of a woman who was the ex of a man that I used to date. I didn't even know the woman, but I had, my body was carrying so much hatred and unforgiveness for someone I didn't even know. I know that sounds silly, but I'm putting myself out there full transparency because I had come to a conclusion about their relationship that um, was unhealthy for me and I was harboring unforgiveness and it was just in the way, period, point blank. So it was something that the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, you need to deal with this. So I just want to encourage you as well that, again, the first two names that come up for you, just trust it. Just trust it. Even if it's someone that, like I said, you don't even really know or didn't have a relationship with. Okay, cool. So your first name is you, second name, your dad, third name your mom again don't argue (laughs) about like well I didn't know my daddy or I didn't know my mom just write their names okay 
And if you legit don't know their names, just write dad and mom, all right? And then the last two names are names of your choice, all right? So step one in the five-step process, you're going to address forgiveness for yourself. So I'm just going to read a statement to you, and I'm going to go through this kind of quickly. Again, you may have to stop, pause, come back, and that's cool. But step one, bullet point number one, this is for you. I now choose to forgive myself for, and I want you to list the incidents and the situations that you perceived caused you hurt, unnecessary suffering, to make poor, wrong, or bad choices, or decisions that you made that caused you difficulty, or if you felt like you failed at something or you failed to do something adequately, I want you to go ahead and name those incidents. So whatever pops up for you, write those things down. And I want you to tell yourself, I now choose to forgive myself for X incidents. All right, moving right along. This made me feel and then name the specific emotions that are associated with those incidents. This made me feel and name the specific emotions associated with those incidents. And lastly, I now choose to let go of my resentment, my pain, my hurt, my self-condemnation and or my bitterness. I now choose to move out of bondage and back into freedom. I now bless myself and I release myself and set myself free. I'm going to give you guys an example for the me section, okay? And then again, I'm going to do my best to move through this quickly because there's five sections and then there's like a five part B, okay? <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. I now choose to forgive myself for uh, beating myself up for my current position in life in my career for example okay um maybe there's a part of me that felt like i gave up on my journalism career that could be an incident all right this made me feel defeated it made me feel like a failure it made me feel like i gave up on myself it made me feel confused whatever name those emotions all right then you're going to tell yourself, I now choose to let go of my resentment. For me, it would be resentment. But you can also use pain, hurt, self-condemnation, and or bitterness. I now choose to move out of the feeling of bondage and back into freedom. I now bless myself. I release myself and I set myself free. All right. And now you can already see why it's important to return back to this process. Because forgiveness is ongoing. There's always stuff that's coming up that kind of like, mm, I need to kind of let that go. I've been holding that, right? All right, moving on to two. This is for your father. Now, number two, I now choose to forgive, insert your dad's name, or if you call him dad, daddy, father, write that. I now choose to forgive, I would say my dad, for incidents or situations where I perceive that he caused me hurt, pain, unnecessary suffering, wronged me, betrayed me, rejected, or abandoned me, or failed me. Name some of those incidents. This made me feel. Name the specific emotions that it made you feel. I now choose to let go of my resentment, my pain, my anger, my hurt, my rage, my blame, my bitterness. 
I now choose to move out of bondage and back into freedom. I now bless my dad, or you can write his name. I release my dad, or you can write his name and set him free. And then there's an additional question for the parent section, all right? The question is, what did I most yearn for or long for from him, your dad, that I feel that I didn't fully receive? And I'll go ahead and give you an example. All right, here we go, starting at the top. I now choose to forgive my father for telling me that he did not know how to show up for me when my parents got divorced. That's a specific incident. This made me feel rejected. It caused me pain. It made me feel hurt. It made me feel like I did something wrong. It made me feel like I couldn't fix it. It made me feel like I had to compete for his attention and affection. Name all those different emotions that it made you feel. It made me feel less than. It made me feel abandoned. All right. Now choose to let go of I now choose, excuse me, I now, you're going to tell yourself this. I now choose to let go of my resentment, my anger, my pain, my hurt, my rage, my blame, my bitterness. I now choose to move out of bondage and back into freedom. I now bless my father. I release my father and set myself free. And then when I asked, answered the additional question, what did I most yearn for or long for from him that I feel I did not fully receive? For me, the answers were like communication, um, showing up. Um, those are the two that popped to mind, but there were definitely others, but that's one. Those are two, sorry. Step three, almost there, y'all, halfway. Okay, step three. <laughs> this is for your mother section. It's identical to the father section, but it's going to be specific to your mom. So I now release and forgive my mom for, and then listen incident that comes up for you. An incident where you perceived she caused you hurt, pain, unnecessary suffering, wronged you, betrayed you, rejected you, or abandoned you, or failed you. Next part, this made me feel, and you are going to write the specific emotions. I now choose to let go of my resentment, my pain, my anger, my hurt, my rage, my blame, my bitterness. I now choose to move out of bondage and back into freedom. I now bless my mom. I release my mom and set myself free. And the additional question, what did you most yearn for from your mom that you feel you did not fully receive? Starting back at the top, I'll give you an example. <laughs> I now choose to forgive my mom for leaving. My mom was the one that left the house when my parents got divorced. This made me feel abandoned. Um, yep, that's probably the word. It made me feel abandoned and it made me feel that it was a situation beyond my control that I couldn't fix. I now choose to let go of my resentment, my anger, my rage, my blame. And I now choose to move out of bondage and back into love. I now bless my mom. I release my mom and I set myself free. And then the additional question, what did I most yearn for or long for from her that I did not feel that I fully received? Um, I longed for my mother to come back home. I longed for my mother to fix it and make it work. I longed for her to, yeah, come back and like 
don't mess up, you know, what we have. Don't break what we had. And so those would be some of the things that I would write down. All right. Step four in the forgiveness process. This is the fourth person. So uh, the, the fourth step four and step five are identical. So I'm just going to say them once and then I'm going to share with you to go ahead and repeat it for the fifth name that you wrote down. So step four is write the person's name. I now choose to forgive your husband, whoever it is, your best friend, your old best friend, whoever, right? For incidents and situations that I perceive they caused me pain, hurt, unnecessary suffering, wronged me, betrayed me, rejected me, abandoned me, all right? Name the incidents. This made me feel, write the specific emotions. I now choose to let go of my resentment, my pain, my anger, my hurt, my rage, my blame, my bitterness. I now choose to move out of bondage and back into freedom. I now bless, write the person's name. I release, write the person's name, and I set myself free. And you're going to repeat that for step four, the name for number four, and the name for number five. All right. Inhale. Exhale. We're getting there, y'all. <laughs> this is part two of the five-step forgiveness process. So after you've done all that, listing the emotions that it made you feel is critically important. So now you're going to take a piece of paper and on the left side of your paper, you're going to write down emotions I now release feeling. All right. And all those emotions that you wrote down that it made you feel, I want you to, from these different five people, I want you to list each emotion. So if abandon was one, write that on line one. If rejection was another one, write that on line two, etc. And on a sheet of paper, on the left side of the column, you should have all of the feelings, all of the emotions that you felt, the negative emotions that you felt when a person um, did something that made you feel hurt, right? On the left side of your paper. On the right sheet of your paper in columns, I want you to put the opposite feeling so if someone let's say abandoned what would be the opposite of abandoned rejected what would be the opposite of rejected unwanted what would be the opposite of unwanted and this exercise I really want to encourage you to not just like if you put unwanted and then on the positive side you put wanted don't do that <laughs> I really want to encourage you to pull up a dictionary um, pull it out on your phone or pull an old school dictionary out and actually look up some um, antonyms of the words that you write down on the left side of the paper. And this is powerful because, for example, I'm trying to think of one that I wrote down. I can't think of it right now. I can only think of the positive. But there was something I wrote down that was negative. And when I looked up antonyms, glee was not a word that I would normally pull. But the definition of glee, G-L-E-E, -E, means like, um, basically like super excitement, <laughs> super happiness, extreme happiness, something like that was the definition. And whatever was the opposite feeling that I wrote on the left side of the paper was like, um, I don't know, dirty or grimy or, or just like yuck type of feeling. And then the opposite of dirty or something, let's say it was, let's say the word was dirty, it wasn't, but let's just say it was. The opposite of dirty would be clean. But clean didn't really touch the emotion for me of what I meant. Like I was using the word dirty to describe the negative feeling, but clean didn't really describe, like it didn't 
resolve it as the opposite feeling for me. But glee did extreme happiness because dirty was more so rooted to a feeling of like, just like dark and, and, and just unhappy. And so glee, extreme happiness was the opposite of the feeling. So that's why I really want to encourage you. Um, I really want to encourage you to go ahead and pull up a dictionary to find the opposite of the feeling of the word that you wrote down on the left side of the paper. And whatever is the opposite, I want you to put it on the right side of the paper. Okay, so I'll explain that again. On the left side, list all of the negative emotions that those different people in those situations made you feel. On the right side of the paper, I want you to go ahead and write the positive opposite feeling in a word. Cool. All right. Now we're we're nearing the end here. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. I promise you're going to experience radical freedom from this, okay? Because I definitely did and still do. So after you do that, you're going to speak out loud the following statements for each line, each emotion, the negative feeling and the positive, all right? This is what you're going to say out loud. I now release feeling dirty is the example I'll use. You're going to take a deep breath. I now claim and embrace being glee or being full of glee. You can insert the word from the right column. And then you're going to speak the following statements for each one. Okay, so you're going to say that I now release feeling and put unwanted. I now claim and embrace being adored, for example. I now release feeling abandoned. I now claim and embrace being seen, celebrated, whatever those words are, all right? Now, moving on, this is the last part. Now, with the parents section, remember there was an extra question that said, like, um, the thing that you mostly yearned for from him or for her that you didn't fully get? Go ahead and pull another sheet of paper and list those things that you most yearned for your dad on the left side and the things you most yearned for from your mom on the left side. That should all be on one side, the left side, the things you most yearned for from each parent. And then on the right side, you are going to list this. I now choose to give myself more, whatever was the main word that you yearned for from your parent. So for me, I use the example of communication with my dad and my mom. I use the example that she would stay or come back home. So now... I would list on the, that would be on my left side, right? Communication and for my mom and the left side for my mom would be stay. I yearned for those things. So on the right side, the positive, I would say, I now choose to give myself more communication. I now choose to give myself more uh, staying power or showing up for myself or give myself more coming home would be what I would use on the positive. And the last part of this um, 
for the thing you most yearn for for your parents that now you're going to give yourself more of is so powerful simply because when I really sat and did this exercise and I was quiet and really, you know, I kind of rushed through it just now. But when you really take your time and do it and even come back to it, you'll realize that the things that you yearned for from your parents are actually your hangups in your own love relationship. <laughs> and when you empower yourself to give it to yourself, then you stop looking for other people to give it to you. You stop trying to love people who are incapable of giving it to you, which therefore repeats the cycle of what you went through with your parents. And you also empower yourself to understand that you are the person that are healing yourself, forgiving yourself, and you you empower yourself. It's like sometimes you logically know like this is not good for me, but you still find yourself there because the little girl in you or the little boy in you is like uh, craving something that you didn't get from your parents, yearning for something you didn't get for your parents. But when you just shine a light on it and you address it and you decide that you're going to give more of that to yourself, you heal yourself, you free yourself, and you allow yourself to move forward to experience a greater measure of love to yourself and a greater love that you can receive from others and a greater love that you can give to others. And that's really what it's about. And so it's important to do this work because when it's time to raise your kids or um, invest in a niece and a nephew or just, you know, be there for the next generation. You want to have a cultivated life that is a healed one where you're able to help heal other people and help walk other people through their trauma experiences that they're uh, carrying. There's so many adults walking around that just haven't done their forgiveness work and they're just out here trying to do relationships, hurting people even more or um, unable to there are people who literally like a good woman or a good man could show up in their life and they're just not able to receive them there's some people who literally have said like oh I love that toxic love that sounds like a mama issue to me or a daddy issue to me and when we haven't done our work we find ourselves at a gut level being attracted to people who reinforce that unworthiness that you felt as a little kid whether your parent intentionally did it or not, they may not have intentionally tried to wound you, but there are things that happened to us as kids that did wound us, that did make us feel unwanted or abandoned or whatever it is. And sometimes when we have that's operating under the surface of our adult life, and there are people who literally, you know, we see it all the time on social media, like, oh, these men don't want a good woman or these women don't want a good man. Nice guys finish last. I can't tell you how many times I've heard guys tell me that, like, nice guys finish last. Or I talked to a guy before who was like, I told him, I was like, oh, my God, you're so nice. I just really love that about you. He was like, don't call me nice. I'm not a nice guy. I'm kind, but I'm not a nice guy. You know, nice guys are lame. Nice guys are, are chumps or pushovers or whatever or simps. And it was like... Um, I don't see it that way. I see it that you're genuinely like caring and sweet and kind, you know, but again, when people are dealing with their unhealed little boy stuff, and that's not a dig, that's just the truth of it. Like when we haven't really dealt with our stuff, um, it really shapes and informs how we view the world, how we perceive the world. And sometimes people 
literally could be blocking their blessings because they simply just haven't done their healing and forgiveness work. And they're walking around trying to love people and figuring out why it's not working for them. And I'm one of those people, okay? And as much as I be here on this podcast talking and dropping gems and, you know, sharing my life fully openly, which is vulnerable enough to do, I still have to go back to the forgiveness process and do my work and constantly free myself. Uh, because sometimes when you do the forgiveness work, uh, two years later, three years later, you find yourself picking up the old baggage again. And yeah, you freed yourself once, but then you went back and picked it up again. So it's important to continue to do this work until you literally get to a place where you're no longer picking up your old baggage again. I definitely have done forgiveness work around abandonment issues and my childhood wounds and whatever, et cetera, right? But every now and again, when I get a couple years away from it, I find myself picking that ish back up again. Like, why am I dealing with somebody that makes me feel abandoned? Like, that doesn't feel good. I know better. And yet sometimes you you can find yourself stuck somewhere in a situation that's not making you feel good because it's familiar, okay? And if you've ever told yourself like, oh, you know, if you're, if you ever said to, especially about a partner, like you remind me so much of my mom or you remind me so much of my dad, and it's not the positive attributes of them, that's a clear telltale sign that um, some of that childhood stuff is operating. So, and again, um, this is not just for the parents. There's also other names that you can pick and, and work on forgiveness, but this is probably a, a little bit of a laborious episode, but it's a very powerful one. And I really wanted to share it with you because I'm actively doing it now. And once you sit and really take a dictionary and pull those positive words, I'm telling you, there's some words that I pulled where I was like, oh, God, that's good. Like that is the complete opposite energy. And it helps you give language to what you desire to feel. And the beginning of all manifestation is the desire. You need to have the desire. So once you can put language to the desire of the feelings and the emotions that you want to lean into, and once you can identify the feelings that you want to lean out of, the picture becomes clearer. And scripture says without vision, the people perish. You got to have a vision. You got to have a picture of, of what you want to lean into, of the energy you want to lean into. This is queendom talk. This high level People not doing this on social media. People not talking about forgiveness and freeing yourself and dealing with mama issues and daddy issues. Or if they are, they're only scratching the surface telling you that you need to fix something, but they're not showing you how to take the key that you hold yourself to unlock yourself to have greater freedom and experience the freedom that was already bought for with a price for you to walk in. Like Jesus already paid it all for you to be free. But a lot of us, don't know that we are walking around with the key to free ourselves. We look at other people to free us. We go to therapists for a therapist to free us. And I'm not saying therapy's bad or none of that. But oftentimes you're holding the key for your own self-freedom. And this is a part of the process, the five-step forgiveness process. Yes, it takes time, but you're worth it. You're worth 90 minutes. You watch 90 minutes of Little Mermaid, okay? I went to go see it. It was great. <laughs> But you give yourself over 90 minutes to watch a film. You can give yourself 90 minutes to take the key out of your own pocket to free yourself so that you can experience greater joy, greater magnetism, more money, more finances. Like sometimes people say your mother wound is rooted to 
your your mother wound is somehow linked to finances because finances most people view finances as nurturing and they view their mother as the nurturing person um and so if you had a mother that was not nurturing sometimes that shows up in your finances of how you interact with yourself how you nurture yourself so there's multiple layers i don't have time to get into, get into all that today but the point is free yourself because it is um critically important and you will not just be freeing yourself in your mind for greater love and experiencing love you're going to be freeing yourself on multiple different layers from your finances to your love relationships, to your inner peace, your personal peace, to even your understanding with God. There are people who can't go higher in their relationship with God because they have a limited perspective of, of a father because of their relationship with their earthly father or lack of relationship with their earthly father. So a concept of a God as a father genuinely at a core level is foreign to them. Or being able to go to God and talk to God about anything is foreign to them because you didn't have that relationship with your earthly father. Or actually getting advice from God and hearing God and having an ear for God is foreign to you. You don't have a concept of it because you didn't have that with your earthly father. So these are things that I don't believe God intended for us to walk into this walk in this level of brokenness. But there's so much confusion and um, there's so much brokenness in our home life with our parents, um, with the, with us being raised in our parents' households, because our parents are human, okay? We get that. We're adults here. We get that they're human. They did the best that they could with the information that they had at the time. They made the best decisions for their life at the time. I can make peace with that. But it doesn't mean that they were perfect at their job in parenting, and that's okay. But the thing that you yearned for from them how do you not know that's not a part of your soul mission this time around for you to gift that to yourself and gift that to your kids and gift that to your love relationships? It is your soul work. <laughs> it is your life lesson. It is the place for you to ascend. And so let's roll up our sleeves, y'all. Let's do this good work and let's be the queens on our throne that our subjects... <laughs> praise us because we're so great at our job because we take this part of our life very seriously i love you i love you i love you and i'll talk to you soon charmers ciao